All right, Take Action Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3, with Monty and Yuri. Really excited about today. Yura, uh, weather report. This is every every week. How's, how's your week and uh, what's the weather? My week was great. What's even better, we are actually going on vacation in two days. We're flying out from Milwaukee on Sunday. So we'll be going Sunday to Sunday. So I'll have to do a little bit of work on vacation by editing this podcast. And, that's, not, and, that's not work for you, though. And putting it out there. But that's what Taking Action is all about. Yeah, so where, we, where are you we, headed? We are going to Dominican Republic. We are super excited. Like I'm, we ditched our kids or we're going to teach our kids to grandma and grandpa so it's gonna be just me and my wife it's gonna be a lot of eating a lot of swimming a lot of sun and a lot of drinking and probably clubbing so i'm working on my club moves i really hope that weather is great there is hot mass express storm coming later this weekend it's gonna start on friday so i really hope you'll be able to live out of milwaukee on sunday with no issues and i do need to figure out a way and how to watch a packer game we get in in dominican republic about 4 30 game starts at 5 30 so they better have a sports bar or game broadcasting somewhere because if they're not gonna have a game I don't want to get any spoilers. I'm going to delete my Facebook app. I would love... <laughs> they they will. They'll have it on. Because when I was there two years ago, they had it on. So you're probably pretty good. And I was really hoping. So it's a huge game. So yeah, guys, we are going into huge playoff game. It's NFC Championship game. We're playing 49ers. So whoever wins this game is going to end up in Super Bowl. And for that reason, we have super exciting guests today. Yes. So we have super fan Jazz on today. What's happening, Jazz? G'day, guys. How's it going? As you can tell, I am the only one without an accent, or maybe I do have an accent to them today, but Jazz is from Australia, correct? Yep. Uh, so uh, Indian family, born in England and living in Australia for the last 11 years and living in America at the moment. Gotcha. So you got both an English and Australian accent. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty mixed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. So how did you end up in Australia? So I decided at the age of 27 to have a uh, change and move to a country where there's uh, better climate, better money, more opportunities, more space. And uh, yeah. And so you ended up in Perth. Perth WA. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And that's what's taking action all about. When your country is not giving you what you want, you make your own move and find a new place. That's how it was it for me back in 2003. And like, as Monty mentioned, it's super funny. Monty is a, minority today so we got yeah. two two good looking guys with an accent so ladies make sure you check out this episode yeah and one very average midwestern accent eh <laughs> so all right so jazz the reason what the coolest part about the reason why i asked jazz to come on today is you know we have the nfc championship game but the very unique part about jazz you know being english or England via Australia, now in the U.S., Jazz has actually done something really unique. And you've been to every Packer game this year, home and away, and every Wisconsin Badger game, home and away. How the hell did you become a Wisconsin sports fan? Well, it goes back to 2010 Super Bowl. So Packers obviously beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was just amazed by how such a small town can have such a big club that won the Super Bowl, the the biggest trophy of all in American sports and in world sport. And... uh, I did some research and uh, 104,000 people and uh, living in, in the Green Bay area and 80,000 seats of stadium, 30 odd year waiting list, iconic history.
history of Vince Lombardi and Cody Lumbo and I immediately became hooked. Yeah, and so uh, Jazz and I met a couple of years ago our, uh, through our friend Will, and I don't, I don't even know how you met Will, that doesn't matter, but... It does matter, it's it a does, great story. It does? Like, Alright, let's talk about okay, it. How did so, you meet Will? So two years after the Super Bowl, I came to uh, America during my school holidays, so I'm a high school teacher, social studies, and we get six weeks summer off from middle of December to the end of January, so we'd be on summer break if I was on back home, and for my summer break, I decided to come to Wisconsin to visit Green Bay, and I wanted to visit Lambeau, and I hopefully wanted to see a game, but there wasn't a game on at the time, and uh, I decided to come anyway, flights booked, and hired a car from O'Hare, went to Madison, uh, Green Bay, Milwaukee, and it was a Wednesday night, seven years ago, a couple of days just gone, and uh, I was walking around with like two layers of clothing, and I was freezing and I just walked into a bar and the bartender said uh, do you want to go ice fishing and his name was Will and we became ice fishing I caught fish and made a friend for life and it's it was a Thursday the day after the Wednesday night where we went ice fishing and yesterday we went ice fishing it was yeah. our seventh year anniversary yesterday well, and you and you were there I was there I didn't, yep. know, I didn't know it was that special of an occasion yep. just, you know, Will calls me up randomly and says you want to go fishing and he's usually got all these sneaky spots that he finds yeah. so I always just go there to steal spots but no I'm just kidding but no, it was great. So, and you and I met, what, three years ago now? Yeah, it was uh, Packers, because I, I've been coming to a game every year for the last five years. So after January 2013, I came to Green Bay in October 2014 to see a game at Lambeau. It was a Thursday night game, Packers-Vikings. So we get two weeks spring holidays, end of September, early October back in Australia. So uh, I came to a game, I fell in love with the place and had such a great experience uh, pre-gaming, tailgating, uh, which is unique to American uh, sports. And uh, the, the the actual game itself, 42-10 thrashing, and then uh, post-game. And I was in Will's Bar in downtown Green Bay Keggers, and his uh, good mate that I'd been tailgating with, Brad, CEO of the Green Bay Visitors Bureau, told me about a guy called Wayne Scalino from Sydney, Australia, who sold his house and moved his wife and two kids to Green Bay for a season back in 2007. And uh, I just, as soon as I heard this, uh, it changed my life. I just became, became inspired, and I said there and then to... Brad, Will, and uh, Brad's uh, wife, Sandy, that I'm uh, I'm doing the same. I'm going to come to Green Bay. I'm going to live here for a season. I'm going to do four years, 80% pay, which you can do as a government uh, high school teacher, and then take a year off. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, nice. And me and Mindy actually were just wondering, back to my wife's story, she wanted to be a teacher, so she has summers off. She didn't get that, but how do you get a year vac yeah. vacation? Would you tell us? I, I want one. Yeah, so like I said, it's called a deferred salary scheme. You do four years, 80%, so every fortnight, the government takes 20% of your pay and puts it into a fund. Then in your fifth year, you can just do whatever you want for a year. So I went to uh, South America for six months. I took a detour back to England to see my mum and watch some cricket, and then arrived in uh, Green Bay on the 7th of August. And I, 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 Since then, I've done every single preseason game for the Packers, every regular season game every regular season game for the Badgers the Big Ten Championship the Rose Bowl the uh, playoff game last Sunday and tomorrow I'm headed on to San Francisco wow nice. sitting across from my bucket list yeah there. <laughs> yeah I've been told I'm living lots of guys You're, dreams yeah, in uh, Wisconsin sure, yeah man holy cow like I was just super pumped this, this year I went to a Brewers, Packers, and Badgers game all in the same weekend. And I thought that was exhausting. I mean, you're going, you're, you got to be like one day in Green Bay or, you know, a Saturday you could be in Ohio. Yeah. And then the next day you're in Green Bay. Well, it was actually the, the Buckeyes game was on my birthday, 26th uh, of October. 
in Columbus and uh, Badgers got uh, humiliated by yeah. the Buckeyes. And the next day I had to get up at five in the morning and fly to Kansas City for a Sunday night primetime game against the Chiefs, which we won. So it, it wasn't such much of a disaster weekend football-wise on my birthday. But yeah, there was lots of that. Uh, Madison Saturday, Dallas or San Francisco the next day. And then all uh, the last Packers preseason game was against the Chiefs at Lambeau. And then the next day I had to get up at five in the morning, take a grey hand down to Milwaukee, fly to Tampa and then go to the Badgers USF Bulls game. So, and the logistics all worked. It's, it was crazy. The Milwaukee uh, Journal s- said in their headline, ambitious plans. And I knew it would be ambitious, but the, the logistics worked out. The car didn't break down, no accidents, no major flight delays or cancellations, no major weather issues, and hopefully no major we- weather issues tomorrow night. How are you handling the tailgating hangovers? The, the guys that I've been tailgating <laughs> with, they've taught me how to tailgate. So you've got to pace yourself. You've got to have every so often a water, an energy drink, uh, try not to do too much liquor, make sure you're eating food. So, uh, and sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, but even I had some uh, really amazing tailgating experiences because we don't get tailgating in Australia because there's very strict drinking laws. It's very regulated alcohol and uh, we don't have the population. And in uh, England and Europe, the problem is hooliganism. You wouldn't oh, yeah. get you wouldn't get Manchester United and Liverpool fans mixing in a common area for four hours before a game. It's segregated bars, it's segregated seating. They close the pubs before and after the games. There's no alcohol inside the stadium, and uh, there's still lots of violence. And so, well, absolutely. I remember from my days back in Europe, the stadium is literally divided into parts. We've guards you cannot mix fans in the city because somebody is going to get murdered it's pretty ridiculous that's amazing to me that people lose their minds that much over i mean we lose it in the whole political landscape of things yeah holy cow over over a sport yeah because there's an intense right there's rivalries going back a long way and uh soccer was one of those uh football was one of those sports which attracted the hooligan element in europe and uh and especially england which is where it started and then obviously as you would know in in uh, Russia, there's a big problem of hooliganism, which oh, abs- is pretty ugly. Absolutely. It's one of the reasons why I moved out of there, because I, I like to be alive. Alive and kicking. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's awesome. But holy cow, I mean, that's like, that's like nuts to me to think about. That would be like if we as Packer fans just like went to Chicago and raised the ruckus. I mean, it still happens, but like not yeah. on the scale that you guys are talking. Yeah. Well, that was my, that was the worst uh, NFL experience, like going to Soldier Field. It was the opening uh, round of the NFL. It was the Hundred to open the hundredth yeah, season of the NFL, the, the and they chose the biggest rivalry, right. 199th game yep. between the two teams. And the Bears were expected to beat us with a new coach and new team, and based on last year's performance, and uh, we ground them down to a 10-3. And as we was leaving, me and my mate Eric, who donated me a ticket for the game, we were getting abuse, things thrown at us, and even that. Although that was the nastiest element, it would be nothing like if it was, let's say, in Europe or England or Russia. So, yeah, I'm willing to take that. That actually was my next question, because some rivalries, especially with Chicago and Minnesota Vikings, after games over and, and the next day you read a police report, 17 people ejected from the stadium, seven people went in the hospital. So you, what was your worst rivalry experience? The yeah. one you told about? The, the Bears, the, the, the Minnesota game in Minneapolis was 
was my best experience. Really? Yeah, the, the stadium got so loud when they're clapping and doing that stupid horn and that skull thing. And we <laughs> uh, we we ground them down in the second half and we scored uh, a touchdown in each quarter. And it was a great performance. Cousin 09 on Monday Night Football. And uh, the fans were great. We met some really good fan season around us. And uh, the tailgating is nowhere near as good because it's downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. But we uh, had some friends from uh, Lambo tailgate lot one that were at the uh, downtown tailgate. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, apparently, the worst fans that came to Lambo this season was the Philly Eagles. Yeah. So, oh. apparently, there was lots of... Uh, did you know about that? Yeah, Philly fans are notoriously yeah. not good fans. You know, even when you go to their stadium, they're even worse. But from what I understand, no, I've been, they weren't bad. I didn't have that experience with them this year. The worst fans that come to Lambeau, in my opinion, are the Viking fans. Like, yeah. It's not even about that. Like, they were they were obnoxious and annoying and, and yeah. that sort of thing. They got their, like, little brother syndrome. Where yeah. they, like, they've never won a Super Bowl. And they just, they just, they don't know how to, like, have fun at the same time. Bears fans that come to Lambeau are actually pretty cool, at least in my experience. The Viking fans, to me, are the ones that just drive me crazy. Yeah. annoy the hell out of me. I thought the Vikings fans that came that we had at our tailgate were really cool. So at tailgate lot one, we tried to give the away fans the same experience as the Hope fans. And I uh, became a Shotsky pourer. And uh, <laughs> on Sunday's game, I poured for four hours the whole uh, time. I and, saw the pictures. Yeah. And so uh, we on Sunday, we had so many Seahawks fans. And they kept on saying the same thing. We don't get this in Seattle. And we've had so many people saying the way the away fans are treated, especially our tailgate, is just amazing. And yeah. uh, the only tailgate place that came close to Lambo is Kansas City. I was going to ask yeah. you that. So I heard Kansas City is amazing. Yeah, but I still think we're, we're better. I think, I think, so? I think we're, we're, we're the best NFL experience. That's cool. And talking back to Vikings, I'm probably going to get negative feedback for this one. However, the Vikings are going to save so much money this season for not building a trophy case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's... I love that. <laughs> yeah, they still don't have, they don't, they still have a need for a trophy zero case. 0-4? Zero 0-4? Well, in Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah zero, zero, and four. Zero, and five, zero and four. Yeah. They did have uh, championships before it was called Super Bowl. No, they yeah. have zero. Are you serious? Zero, zero. zero and four. Zero. My understanding was zero and four. Zero. I think Detroit has one world championship before Super Bowls, and Chicago has like seven, but six of them were before the Super yeah. Bowls. Yeah. So. Okay. Or, so uh, we're, the, we're, we're still the Kings, although the Patriots are closing in pretty quick. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings fan and players, you guys need to come eat at my restaurant because we serve amazing food and obviously gets you to win. And you need to take some action. Yeah, I think you need to go to Chives. That's where Aaron Rodgers eats. That's where Yuri serves his food. And Yuri's the key. What people don't understand is Yuri is the reason the Packers are really good and Aaron Rodgers is amazing is because Yuri serves him at the restaurant. I was actually was going to throw a joke out there. Last week I was somewhat worried. I had a Friday off and Aaron came in. He usually sits in my section. But he came in last with a Hackett, with our offensive coordinator. I was not at work and I was watching game I was shaking because I do wonders guys so every time <laughs> Packer player is going in the restaurant they happy they get amazing meal and they win at the end yeah. so and you know we're <laughs> we're joking a little bit here but we're talking about like the tailgate experience and you know we hear this all the time about how amazing and embracing Packer fans are I mean you came here as like a curious observer yeah first, basically right you just did your research you're like I gotta check this out and then you got here was it what you expected oh I see my expectations everyone's just really interested in how a foreigner likes the Packers and made such an effort to travel so much and then since uh, 2014 I've been coming every year during my spring holidays for two weeks trip to the US to 
catch up with old friends in Green Bay and make new ones. And yeah. I've been coming to a game and I just, uh, every single time has been amazing experience. And for this season, I decided to go the extra mile and just go to all of them. That's so incredible. That's <laughs> so incredible. All in. How is the weather for you, Triton? For me, it's nothing new. It was the same weather in Belarus, yeah. but how's changed for you going from o- Australia, where it's tropical climate when it's warm 24-7 and you get into frozen tundra? Yeah, it was hard just on ice fishing uh, the other day. Yesterday, it was uh, yeah. m- minus five. Uh, well, minus five Fahrenheit. It's Fahrenheit. even more in Celsius. Minus, minus 20 odd. And in Perth, it was uh, 86. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big, because it's summer now. So so it's a big difference and uh, you just have to wear layers uh, there's, there's some uh, adjustment it has been hard at times and uh, obviously driving on the other side of the road in very icy and snowing conditions is a bit nerve-wracking as well so uh, yeah things you don't really think about yeah, yeah yeah and all those small things so and just like the last time I'd seen snow was in England like 12 years ago and then I was at the Packers Panthers game and the snow was coming down and my cheese head was covered in snow and I just thought it was a great feeling yeah. and there's a really good picture on me on Facebook just looking up in the sky and all these snowflakes come, dropping down and that's just a once in a lifetime experience yeah. seeing uh, snow come down at Lambo. it's a great sight when that's it's amazing and I did some shoveling as well I did some voluntary work so oh, nice, I nice. can't take any money on my tourist visas they were offering 12 bucks an hour but I just went for a couple of hours and I just did some shoveling and it, that was a great experience as well helping uh, you know because in uh, most uh, sporting grounds around the world they're more uh, they have enclosed areas yep. so they're smaller so uh, you don't really have that issue so what uh, to to clear the snow that was a great experience too yeah they call yeah. in the you know they call in everybody and you need a quick 12 bucks an hour usually the packers that's i mean that's not bad you get to go into lambo you get to say you shoveled and yeah they, they set it up pretty for well. sure and it's a good for community we even had a link on our yeah. podcast web page last week to go help out it's at least you can do for your team yeah now i'm curious i've, I've been to five nfl stadiums now you already got to eight or nine this yeah. year yeah 10 maybe because you went to Winnipeg too didn't you yeah yeah that was uh that was a terrible stadium for American <laughs> football because the funny thing is all the some of the local fans they paid through the teeth yeah because when the tickets came out the promoter ja- put oh. the price up so high because the local fans and people of Canada would yeah, want to come it. yeah and so they were really to Aaron Rodgers playing but as soon as the uh, team both teams saw the uh state of the field it's like we're not playing any of our regular starters right. for any stage of the game and I think for some of the those fans that was really disappointing yeah and i understand that yeah what was what was your favorite nfl stadium aside from lambo so uh the, the the viking stadium because when they close the the roof it gets so loud and the, the noise uh bounces and mm-hmm. echoes uh uh, Kansas City Arrowhead Stadium got loud but I because it's an open bowl I think uh, that, that some of the sound evap- like escapes yeah. so yeah. I thought Vikings was the loudest sure cool yeah. what was your favorite venue favorite stadium favorite stadium well, Fa- favorite sta- uh, AT&T Stadium AT&T. And, that, and that was a great uh, performance as well we raced to a 31-3 lead and then we let them have three touchdowns just because yeah. we felt sorry for the Cowboys yeah. and they'd uh, raced to 3-0 and zero at the start of the season and everyone thought it would be a Packers uh Cowboys Super Bowl and yeah. you know and uh, it was good to see their season derail. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. There's, because there are several teams I just can't have win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's the Vikings, it's the Bears, 
and it's the Cowboys. Yes, yeah. can't handle those. And the, even now, the Patriots, but they're they're done too. Oh, so. who knows? Maybe they'll get there because they just signed our old coach, Mark McCarthy. Yeah, that's okay. They'll lose in the NFC Championship every year, and we'll be back to what, one and staff. one and done. <laughs> one and done. One and done. So, what about college stadiums? I mean, the college atmosphere is quite a bit different. Madison is one of my favorite places to go and watch games because it's a different. Yeah. It's different energy in a college stadium than it is because you got the bands and you yeah. got all that stuff. So, what what about the college experience? Yeah. So I did a radio interview, a uh, call in with a radio station in uh, Madison, and they asked me qu two questions. The first question was, did you know 12 of the 20 drunkest cities in America in the state of Wisconsin? <laughs> right. And I said, I didn't know that. And the second question, did you know Madison's been voted number one college party drinking town in America? And I've, uh, after being here for the last few, uh, several months, I've gained first-hand experience of both of those. Yeah, your, yeah. your liver's uh, expanded, or probably lost a little bit of its shelf life, I would imagine. Well, well, I was actually a sober vegetarian back in Australia for a couple of years. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shock to the system when it came to uh, tailgating in uh, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sober vegetarian is something you don't usually hear in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. So I kept that one quiet. Yeah. So uh, did you survive tailgating last week? Because last week I've seen people start tailgating 8 a.m. and the game didn't start until 5.30. Yeah, so our, us Framigos, uh, they tailgate at 6 a.m. every day, every game day. No, And if it's a night game, it's 12 hours. So we had, I got up at 5 in the morning. I was tailgating at 5.40 a.m. And then uh, I went over to lot one and I served drinks for four hours. And then I went to the game and then I, I made it home. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't remember the game. I had to watch it again on Monday. I remember bits and pieces of it, but yeah. I had a client there that brought a 175 of fireball and yeah and uh, that was when was, your class roll dish was pretty big i did have the colossal i did bring a colossal as well so that was pretty fun but so what like uh as far as stadiums go college wise yeah what's your favorite uh, outside of madison what was your favorite uh, the, the, the horseshoe 100 yeah. yeah, for crazy. that for the on a sunday lunchtime yeah. and uh for the and it wasn't a great performance but by the badgers but one experience to be in a state that's my largest ever experience of being in such a big crowd and I can't see myself ever being in such a huge crowd again unless I go to another one of the other well, you go to Michigan, so the yeah. big house is bigger yeah and I think uh, the uh, also in uh, Penn State yep so they have a big yeah, state yeah the college stadiums typically yeah. are bigger than the NFL stadiums yeah and the the, the Pasadena for the Rose Bowl yeah. that, that's 90,000 yeah so yeah those were uh, yeah. and they're the two biggest uh, attendances this year yep, yep. So, and Lambo Lambo has 82,000 yeah every every game about 79,000 yeah you know, they have 82,000 standing room and then yeah. 79,000 is a, a capacity usually that's there. So that's pretty awesome. So what's next, Jazz? I mean, as far as like you're going, you're going to the San Francisco. Yeah. We're going to win. Definitely. Yeah. And then what happens after that? You're going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm actually flying to, on Monday I'm morning, I'm flying to Portland, Oregon. So I want to do 50 states before I'm 50. So I'm 15, 10 and a half years time. So uh, on uh, next week, I'll do my 30th state. And then on Thursday, I'm flying back to the Midwest. Uh, there's a bachelor party in Milwaukee and then ho hopefully I'm heading to Miami and then after uh, the Super Bowl it's uh, a wedding in the Dominican Republic come back to the US for a couple of days and then uh, that's it I'm uh, gonna uh, hit the road and continue traveling because I go back to work in July that's awesome that's yeah. very cool nice yeah. and for those who doesn't know Jazz we were looking at his profile Jazz visited over 60 countries and you visited what 30 states here in the yeah. United States I've been li living here for 17 years I've been proud 
probably been to eight or nine. Yeah. I got yeah. a long ways to go. Yeah, I've been to a few. So what have you been? No, so we've been talking about your your life right now on Saturdays and Sundays, and probably Fridays are a travel day at times. What are you doing in between? For the for the road games, uh, I wanted to see as much as America as possible. So let's uh, let's say this uh, next week I'm going to Oregon. So I've seen lots of new states, and uh, I've probably done about a 15 states. So I've actually doubled it over the last several months. I did uh, a civil rights tour of Alabama, Atlanta, because I'm a history. Uh, one of the subjects I teach is history. I went to the Seattle, Washington State. I did the Breaking Bad tour in Albuquerque, New Mexico, <laughs> which was amazing. So I've been trying to see. Uh, I went to Rhode Island a couple of weeks ago. So I've, I've just been doing lots of states, lots of cities, lots of educational mm-hmm. uh, uh, things, g- going to museums, and just learning more about American culture, American history, sure. and uh, which I'm really interested in. Yeah, and you've been uh, doing a little bit of teaching as well, right? Just yeah. to kind of fill in. I saw that on your blog the last couple of days you were over at the local high school. Yeah, that was... So go, coming now to Green Bay, what I've been doing in between whilst... Uh, stayed in Green Bay with my host family I've been dropping in at Bayport High School and going into social studies classes and uh, also teaching cricket which is my favourite sport so the Green Bay I reached out to the Green Bay Cricket Association and said can I borrow some indoor equipment wait we and have the, an association in Green Bay yeah Green Bay Cricket Association it's a group of Indian, Sri Lankan and Pakistani and Bangladeshi expats yeah. and uh, I said to them look if you want to try and diversify into the local population and uh, donating a bag for us to use at the high school every Wednesday for pirate time would be a great way to do that and we had so many kids especially the baseball kids yeah. that came down and that's the closest resemblance to any sport in America right. and uh, it was a great experience teaching uh, cricket and the kids loved it and we had the same uh, kids come in every week every Wednesday and they really looked forward to it. and when I wasn't there on Wednesdays because I was traveling for a week or so they really missed it and uh, it was I was there for the last time on Tuesday and I was talking to the a geography class about bushfires and uh, just kids that had played cricket were just uh, you know, stopping me and saying hi thank you wishing me all the best so it was a great experience dropping into an American high school yeah no that's awesome now one of our listeners my wife uh, she's a huge animal lover so of course she's all worried about the bushfires yeah. and those different things and we can talk a little bit about that but what uh, she wanted to know uh, do you see like kangaroos and koalas and you know the Australian wildlife like they do deer around here yeah kangaroos yeah not in the cities just like here but obviously they're similar to deer rabbits in the headlights in country roads and they're more dangerous to both yourself and a vehicle passengers because they're two to three times as heavy yeah so they it's uh one of my mates when i was living in country uh western australia he left my house and 20 minutes later he rang me and said a kangaroo hit me and his car was an insurance write-off complete just completely gone yeah completely gone so uh it's uh in the country areas you'll see kangaroos not in the city as koala bears more so in the north in the in the in the in the in the scrublands sure so you've probably there's probably there's been lots of uh, horrific uh, scenes of right. uh, kangaroos and koala bears being burnt, and that's been really sad. Yeah, for sure. So when we talked about yesterday a little bit in there, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on the Australian bushfires, but what, I mean, they, there was like, you know, there's a, obviously they're trying to raise some money and get some of that stuff. So yeah. there's a little bit of misinformation out there, and there's some real information, yeah. but we know there's some issues with the government, and yeah. the you know, there's some corruption there, yeah. and things like that. So what's really like, from an Australian, what's the, what's the real story? It's a combination of factors. 
matters. It's a lot of those things you just mentioned. You've got cuts to government uh, rural fire services by both state and federal government. So firefighters in Australia involuntary. You've got people deliberately lighting fires. You've had a few years of drought, so the area is more susceptible to catching on fire. And uh, you've just got winds. You've got really high temperatures. And there's also uh, lots of uh, people trying to scam people out making donations. The best place to make a donation is Red Cross Australia. So uh, redcross.org.au. And that's a legitimate site where you can directly give money because uh, these communities have been devastated and the thing they really need the most is cash and if you make a donation in Australian dollars you actually get 70 cents so if you make a $20 donation in Australian dollars it will only cost you on your American credit card no more than $14 oh really yeah okay yeah so, awesome. so it's a favorable exchange rate for you guys but not a favorable exchange rate for me right right <laughs> And that fire is no joke. I watched news a couple of days ago. It's so big, you can actually see it from space. Like the whole Australia is yeah. like orange and red color. So we would definitely put a donation link on our podcast webpage when this episode For comes sure. out. And I hope they get this fire under control because it's pretty ridiculous. Go ahead, Jazz. You have something? I was just going to say the uh, lots of sporting events have been canceled, like cricket games and uh, t- tennis players were complaining about how difficult it was because there's so many particles in the air yeah yeah it's lots of uh, people who have never had asthma before being reported now for asthma for sure and uh, lots of long-term health and environmental problems have been created yeah and i think the crazy thing with the map that i saw was first of all they put australia over the u.s on this map and then they showed where all the fires are well australia is as big as the u.s basically like we are mostly concerned every year because of the way that, that our our climate is california dries out and starts on fire we're talking about a country the size of the U.S. that a lot of it is burning on the exterior and it's it's crazy. So my heart goes out to, you know, all the Australians and, you know, everything like that. And I hope that ends up. All right. So changing gears a little bit here, we have our normal Q&A segment. So Jazz, I've been a Packer fan for like 40 years. What kind of questions you got? It seems to me when I hear stories about Packers fans and going to the game 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was, the club was less financially orientated. Mm-hmm. The, all that it seems now, all NFL teams are a business model for sure and do you think that that's taken away from the fan slightly no i don't i mean at the game experience maybe a little bit well in terms of just accessibility yes yeah because the tickets are higher price now yeah you know the price of a hot dog at lambeau field is like seven or eight dollars yeah a beer is almost ten dollars the tickets alone like even the area i have season tickets even in the section that we sit is the the cheapest seat and it's still 111 dollars ticket so as those prices go up they're pricing out people who can't afford it as much and it is becoming more business corporate and that's just at Lambo and Lambo is probably middle of the road as far as ticket pricing so I do think there is that experience I also think the people are more comfortable staying at home because technology's gotten so much better than 20 years ago where 20 years ago you could see the game maybe a little bit better and on TV now we have HD all that stuff 4k and now the experience of watching the game on TV is a little bit better that way yeah to answer your question yeah it is more more business oriented and Lambo is crazy like how much it's changed you can look behind you and i have a couple of pictures of when lambo field was being built and you can see how big it was then like the one in the middle on the top there top middle like only the sides were really on lambo oh yeah right next to a super bowl picture mm-hmm. there yeah good what else do you got for us what other questions it doesn't even have to be about the pack yeah you can ask kind of and just surprise us yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what main reason coming from Belarus, the US? Kind of very similar to you. I was 21 years old. My president is known as last tyrant of 
Europe president for almost 20 years now, if not more. I needed change. So I came to United States for a summer, worked in Door County, then I went back home, got upset over a situation over there, and I was in love in United States, so I came back next summer. My boss helped me extend my work visa, and from then things went good for me. I went to school, I got married, and last year I finally got my citizenships. US awesome. citizen now. That was that was a thing for me. Like I said, I was young, I needed to change, and here I am. You gotta take action for yourself sometimes. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. And uh, do you think uh, sport is a unifying factor? Because one of the issues in America is it's so divided on issues such as politics, issues such as guns, abortion, mm-hmm. and current president. People are very divided for and against, mm-hmm. and re- religion. So do you think sport can be a unifying factor? Absolutely. I think it's a unifying factor for everybody. I mean, you and I could be on completely ends yeah. of the spectrum and we're still rooting for the same team. That brings you together. That's healing. It's unifying. I think it, I think what sports does for not on a smaller scale, I'm talking like maybe down to high school and youth sports, it starts teaching camaraderie, teamwork, how to deal with adversity. So there's so much value in being part of a team, whether it's sports or other extracurricular activities. We had Brandon on last week and you know he talked about, he's a choir director and he talked about how even music you know brings people together the same way. You yeah. all have the same passions. Yeah, it can be. I th- you actually look at the bigger picture of politics, guns, abortion. Those are bigger issues that are created by media and other things like that. Same thing with the president. All of this stuff gets overblown because people want to be upset about something. They like to argue. That's, I think, part of human beings' nature. And so for me, I just have a hard time arguing with it now. I used to throw my two cents in, but does it, in the grand scheme of things, in my life, does it really affect my life? No, the Packers do, but none of that shit. All right. And I do have a question for you, actually. My wife, she listened to every single episode, and she was super excited knowing that you come in on the show. My question for you from my wife, yep. she's wondering if you have a favorite Green Bay Packer player, or a, and maybe if you met any of those guys in person. So with respect to the first question, my favorite player of all time is would have to be Brett Favre. So, I uh, argue with that. And the funny thing is, I never saw him play a t- game either live on t- on uh, television live or on, at the stadium. Sure. But uh, seen lots of games, seen lots of his his banter, his yeah. uh, his uh, camaraderie, and, uh, and 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 just some of his interviews. So it, last October, he had his 50th birthday, and he was saying how he's uh, surprised to have made it because concussion laws were really really lax, right. and it was you know how many fingers you know, and yep. now he says he would probably fail quite a few of those oh for sure he and, would and, never and play so, as many games in yeah the row as he and, and so and that's one of the things you know i'm concerned with i hope he's we don't have issues over the next 10 to 20 years mm-hmm. because he's loved by so many fans both not just packers but uh nfl and american yeah. sports fans in general yeah. and well, i mean technology's gotten so much better now on that and i think that's again another overblown like it is an issue but it's another overblown segment where you generalize and, and segment out one percent of people who are there and you hope that that doesn't happen but there's also studies that prove that NFL former NFL players live longer than the average human population. So it's yeah. what quality of life do they have? That's a different story. But yeah, and in terms of players, I've met my host family took me a touchdowns for hope charity awards dinner. Yeah, and uh, back in the, uh, the day after the loss to the Eagles, and I met uh, Mason Crosby and okay. I met Geronimo Allison. And uh, big congrats to Geronimo and his what uh, fiance. They're pregnant, yeah. expecting a child. Yeah, which oh, I saw, which yeah. I saw on Instagram. So. Uh, 
hopefully he can use that as inspiration over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, hopefully. Because he, he can be hit and miss. And that's been one of our problems with uh, not just seeing like Geronimo, but our wide receivers. Yeah, something we, second weapon. Yeah, there. so Devontae was great on uh, Sunday. We're lucky he played so well. And uh, we need a couple of the other guys to step up as well. Yeah, yeah so we let's... More consistency out of our receivers, for yeah. sure. So I want to have some fun with this one, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. So we have the game coming up on Sunday. So yeah. this is going to launch on Monday. We're going to play We're gonna play a little crystal ball here. And yeah. I want to see what you think. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I think, but I yeah. want to see what you think. And Because uh, you, you're pretty sharp for just picking the game up a couple of years ago. Me being a former coach and playing football my whole life, and you just picked it up. You're pretty sharp from talking with you yesterday. So, how do you think this game's going to go? What do you think the what do, what do you think the final score is going to be? Yeah. And how do you think it's going to play out? I reckon it's going to be a uh, uh, 31-24 uh, to the Packers, and uh, I think we're going to see uh, a couple of uh, fumbles and inceptions and turnovers from uh, the San Francisco's offense to us to our defense. They do have you know Jimmy G does give a, he doesn't usually yeah. give a gift or two away every yeah. game. We just need to catch up. Yeah, that's. We need to get ahead. We need to put them under pressure. And if we can do that, we're in a really good opportunity. When I was last in San Francisco at the end of November, uh, I got up at five in the morning on the Sunday. I caught a flight from Madison to Phoenix four hours. Then I took a flight from Phoenix to San Jose. Then went to the game, paid a lot of money, checked into a hotel. And then uh, I saw a really terrible performance. So I'm <laughs> spending the same money, effort and time again. So it can't be twice. Yeah, and it yeah. won't be. I, yeah. I don't think, you know, obviously we had to fumble and like, you know, inside the yeah. five yard line on the first first drive of the game. Yeah. And then we had a miss Aaron miss Devontae on a wide open route and then Devontae had that fifteen yard penalty. I don't see this game playing out the same way. It is I think it's gonna be really tight and to start the game, they're both gonna be amped up. I think it's gonna be low scoring and then somebody's gonna somebody's gonna break it open. But I think the Packers actually I was looking yesterday, I was really surprised I saw on Pro Football Focus that the Packers O line was amazing this year against the against the pass rush and their D line was actually better than San Francisco. So the Packers, I was going into this game thinking the 49ers were heads and shoulders above the Packers as far as the front seven. And I came away yesterday thinking differently. I think the score is going to be 27-23 Packers. In a, in a really, really close one. Yeah, so similar to last Sunday's score, yep. which I'll take. Yeah, I'll take, okay. I'll, take a, I'll take a seven to six win. Yeah. I don't care. I, I want that Super Bowl. And I'm super excited for Zadarius and for Smith Brothers to give couple good hugs to Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah, those guys are awesome. That that was that was game changing. Just like the whole the Packers needed a change. We all could see it for a couple of years. They finally did what they had to do, getting Brian Gutekunst in, got rid of Mike McCarthy, and they, he needed to go. He was stale. He even knows it. And then you bring in Lafleur in one year with four free agents, which yep. is totally not Packer yep. related. And a couple of the midseason pickups too. Tyler Irvin's been huge. He's changed our special teams. You have Jared Veld here who filled in for Brian Balaga last week, which was huge with Balaga being sick. So just like what they've done and they rechanged the whole entire culture you can see the team's more loose they play for each other that just wasn't happening in the last few years you can actually see that in their play which is which is awesome so that whole culture change in one year and then knowing that Aaron hasn't even met his full potential yet you have to feel pretty good about going into Sam yeah. and going in we haven't we haven't lost in like six yeah. weeks right I'm not gonna definitely gonna yeah. be a tough game yeah the last game we lost was actually against the 49ers we won five games in December and then obviously we won the playoff game and Aaron Rodgers you know is he the same player as he was uh, at the start of his career and he's uh, in his uh, mid 30s now and he's probably lost maybe a small amount of vision a small amount of pace but 
that still makes him still one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the league. So his arm talent is still there. He yeah. doesn't have any less velocity on his on his fastball, so to speak, than than he did before. But when he did play, going back to the Super Bowl seasons uh, several years ago, that was a, a very special Aaron Rodgers. And like you say, he's not played at that potential for a couple of years now. So if we can return to that over the next couple of weeks, that puts us in a really good place. Oh, absolutely, because everybody else has played well. The defense is playing great. Yeah, they had that players only meeting after the San Francisco game and they, they kind of owned up to what they had to do and it's been awesome like just watching them and one thing they've done at every game except for two this year is they've played to the level of their competition but they've won nine versus like nine out of ten versus teams with winning record so they know how to win in tight games they know how to play in tough situations so i'm i'm pumped i'm, I'm i have a quiet confidence usually i'm all nervous and i'm just ready to go i'm not even nervous about this one yet and maybe it's because they exceeded my expectations for the year already but i'm hoping that it's just because i, I have the same gut feeling i did when they were going into chicago on the first game of the year like i feel the same way and i'll take that result i'll take a 10 free again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we'll take it all we'll take it all yeah. so so jazz how can i know you got a blog you've been like, yeah it's really interesting i didn't find out about it until yesterday but and you were actually we were ice fishing together and you were typing up your blog there. yeah yeah it was well, well, it was freaking freezing so to stay in the shack was a better idea like where can uh where can people follow your journey yeah so packersuperfanjazz.com so p-a-c-k-e-r-s-s-u-p-e-r-f-a-n-j-a-z.com yeah and we'll put that on our on our social yeah. media as well and it's really interesting to see you know and just see how you went through the blog is really fun to, to follow and yeah and, and it talks about football and non-footballing matters as well and it gets a bit personal about how I've been embraced by the Badgers and Packers community and how that means so much to me and a, a bit about my personal life and yeah. uh, some of the personal issues I've, you know, I've had throughout my life and how I've found this uh, northeast Wisconsin Wisconsin such an embracing place and I keep on returning and uh, making uh, memories and friendships to last a lifetime and I've come here to leave my dream and you know my only advice when, when I give to students when they graduate from high school people in general is just live your dream whatever that is you know if it's to have kids do a certain job see certain country follow your team follow a band you know just do it because then you'll never have regrets about you know when you can't do it so in 10 20 30 years time i'm probably not going to be able to fit financially and physically do this again right so i had to cut lots of costs overnight bus journeys sleeping on people's couches you know i'm not going to be doing that when i'm 49 50 so <laughs> i was on my last legs a couple of times on this trip at 39 so yeah yeah you'll be fine you'll have you have enough people here now that'll take you and you can sleep yeah. on the couch up here too yeah definitely good. definitely <laughs> So that's amazing. And that that's really the embrace of what we're trying to do with the Take Action podcast. You guys have heard his journey. He made a decision, something that he really wanted to do, went out and did it. And it's turned into, I think, probably to something way bigger than than even what you could have imagined when you said, I'm just going to go to every Badger and Packer game. And now all of a sudden you got this whole network of friends and people who love you and people will take you in and do whatever they can for you. I think it's, I think it's awesome. And you get to really see the good in the world when there's so much advertised bad. You get to see really the good in the world which is really cool yeah we are definitely happy to have you along our fellow Packer fans thank you so much yeah no doubt no doubt I mean we're, we're taking applications for Packer fans all the time so that's pretty good so we're gonna wrap up here Jazz again thanks thanks yeah so thanks for having me guys it was great coming in here and uh, chatting to you guys about my experiences this season yeah it was so it was fun and it was kind of on a whim but it worked out really well and Yuri's gonna Yuri's gonna be listening to this while he's on sitting vacation. on the beach uh, on vacation he'll do some editing here in the next day or two and have this out on Monday 
Monday morning. Yeah, we're excited. Again, you can find us on all the social media platforms, Take Action Podcast MY, on Facebook and Instagram, Take Action Pod MY on Twitter. And uh, you can find us on all the all the media platforms as far as listening, Captivate Player, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that has yep. you know podcasts, you can a- find us. Anywhere you want, guys. So thanks again, guys. Have a great week. Thanks, Jazz, and uh, go pack go. Go pack go. Go pack go. I just wanted to say we have a super special guest next week. It's been a month in the making and it's gonna be spooky and paranormal. That's all I'm gonna tell you guys. And go pack go. Have fun in San Francisco and hopefully we kick some arts. Boom.